I've never in the history of this podcast had someone describe country music positively. So I got you to shut up because I want to hear why pop country is actually good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pop pop music. Um, pop, uh, pop country, I mean, is some of the best pop music. Um, like I was saying, it's like textbook, good songwriting. <clears throat> From the song structure to the lyrics. Um, when I say the lyrics, I mean specifically like uh, development of plot, uh, wordplay, um, you know, recalls. Like, on top of that, their harmonies are always perfect. They don't take risks, I, I notice. Um, they always, like, I feel like when you listen to it, you can hear that it was like 10... 50-year-old dudes or people in a room like, let's let's write this 2000th country song that we've written in our careers, like, and it's going to be perfect again. And they just do it, and it comes out perfectly. Like, you know, it's not that creative, um, but it's so clean. And as a songwriter, I just um, I always really enjoy that as someone who's trying to, you know, tighten up always. All right. I, but I feel like the cookie cutter aspect is why I don't like it is because it is all the same. It is like it follows norms. It is like we know we found a formula that gives an equation that people like. Yeah, but most music is like that if we're honest, like hip hop, pop, dance music, EDM, jazz, blues, like they all have they all have a very specific sound. And they follow their formula. Some of them, for sure, leave more room for creativity, exploration. But that's why I think I fuck with your music. Is like, you you were even when we were driving around before, you were talking to me about like South African, how your new music is very inspired by yeah. the music out there. That's yeah. not like a norm. Like you have so many different it's stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. It's nor it's. It's normal to me. I don't know. Everything's mm, normal to me. Okay. Like, um, I I don't know. I hear what you're saying. Like I do tend to try to think outside the box and whatever, but that's just who I am. And like, that's not who most people are. And so I don't expect most music to do that, you know? Um, and I definitely still appreciate it. And like I said, like I'm a songwriter, so like good songwriting um, always does it for me, even if it's um, talking about pickup trucks and horses and like whatever. Like, so that's, you, that's honestly kind of fun to me. I think it's yeah. like, <laughs> do you think like growth as an artist in pop is like chiseling away until you get to that? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I, I can just tell you about myself, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't really know that much about pop as pop music as a whole yeah i mean even like the term pop music is it's kind of, it seems like kind of a subjective term because in my mind pop is just like um the best or most accessible of any genre because a rock song could be pop and mm. also a rap song could be pop and also a techno song could be pop 
and also a country song could be pop, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right about that with all, like, it's like indie music. Like, what's indie music? Like, right. I, I like indie right. music, but right, 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 aren't right, right. you technically, totally. like, an, you totally. you make indie music, or yeah. fucking, like, yeah. it can be any, yeah. Yeah, but they come to mean, like, a certain style of rhythm and, exactly. and melody, right? Yeah. Or, like, subject matter and stuff But like the, that. like, only doing what you know, like, as you, that makes sense, because you were talking about how, like, your new album is darker uh-huh. and you're usually you think people see you as like a happier artist yeah i think so like positivity and stuff like that um and uh i love to give people whatever they want from me but also like um as an artist i make uh i express myself like throughout whatever I'm going through, whether it's like a high or a low or like, you know, happy or angry or, or whatever it, it may be. And, um, do you want me to pour you the water? <laughs> no, it's cool. it's cool. I saw you looking, I saw you looking. I got this. Take your, I got take this. your time. I you can this. pour the water. I, got this. I saw you eyeing it. And I was like, I, I, I want him to finish, but I also want him to get his water. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What were we saying? You were talking about, like, you you make music for the emotion that you're feeling at the time. Yeah, that's, that's like, the main way that I create. And so, um, honestly, it kind of blows my mind to think that, like, um, it's always blown my mind, like, how could you be an artist, right? And the only type of song you ever make, for example, is a love song. Like you just go through your whole life and you're just you're just like thinking about love all day for like mm. whatever, seventy years. Like that doesn't really seem like a real person, you know? Yeah. Um and I never kinda I yeah, I never really understood how that worked. Like I guess, you know, artists are always saying, like, I don't want to be pigeonholed. Probably that's why. Like if uh if people only know you for making the um, sexy dance song and then like you go through a, a four year period of depression or like you're going through a divorce and shit. And then they're still like, yeah, when are we going to get that next sexy dance song? You're probably, I don't know. You're not going to want to do that. Right. Like, but that's I, what I'm talking about. Like the cookie cutter thing. It's like, yeah, I want people to show who they truly are. I hate people who are trying to fit into like a certain. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know when the cookie cutter stuff is done right. I think that a lot of the cookie cutter stuff, because they have such a good market for it, mm-hmm. they're able to finance the best songwriters in the world and get the best beats and the best guitarists and everything. And they can really put it all together. Like if I had uh, maybe um, a quarter million dollars, I could probably get my music to sound better too, you know? Like, mm. and, I lo- and I love I love big budget music because it's fucking... It's so nice to uh, to listen to the mixing, the instruments. Everyone's voice is perfect. Um, you know, even the cover art, the video. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a weird fine line of, like, see, I love, I don't really listen to pop music. 
but I love big budget shit because it comes out how it's supposed to. But then there's that fine line where I really love like low budget shit. Yeah. Like I think that's how this podcast, you literally, this is everything. <laughs> like this month I got fucking 400,000 listens, which is blows wow. my mind. And this is all it is. Good job. Like, well, um, don't you like, uh, you know, big budget content and small budget content for probably different reasons right they got mm-hmm. diff- they got something else to offer you yeah otherwise the- you would only listen to one or the other yeah see that's why i love like really like like i love playboy cardi and i love the most lyrical rapper in the world yeah or i love a fucking dj or i lo- mm-hmm. like i just like anything it's like tiktok it's like you see someone Except country you don't like country uh, i know no but that's i guess it's a trauma-based response when i think about it oh, what was, <laughs> my, do you wanna my the stepmom trauma? loves country and uh, she wanted to go see lady antebellum and darius rucker uh. And so for my birthday, she just bought us tickets to that shit. And I just felt like it was like a clockwork orange where you're forced to watch the thing you don't like. And I had to just watch Lady Annabellum and watch her make out with my dad the entire concert. That's actually messed up. How mean can I be about her? She's a very nice woman. But that was That's a messed up thing for her to do and a red flag and like, for your birthday, you said. For your yeah. birthday. But I feel like, yeah, that's why I never want to like drag like a girl to a like, Griselda show. You know what I mean? I mean would would, you, they would, would people do that even? Like, yeah, there's definitely. I've been, I was on tour with them. Ever, there was always just like <laughs> just standing there like angry. Like, sucks, I guess man. this is what he wants. But I think if they think they're going to go cheat. these con- that's why the girls no, have to go you're saying that the girls are getting dragged there if they don't like that type of music yeah so they're just like being protective over them that's the only thing i can imagine because like, i don't know why like my you- like if i was asked to like i would never say like i'm dating a girl and she wants to go see a musical yeah i'm gonna be like you go do that on your own i'm not gonna go to that musical with you i went to a musical recently was it good Nah. <laughs> Do you like musicals? I don't think so. See, there's a type of music you don't like either. I'm, I'm, I wasn't the one that said I liked everything. You oh, said you liked everything. I was putting it on you. That no, well, the thing with musicals is I feel like um, I, I see so much potential in them. And I don't think that they see any reason to modernize. And um, But I think like... What, like why does a musical, why does the music in a musical have to sound so like, like theater music-y? Like, why can't it just be like good music instead of fucking glee type songs? Yeah, no, I totally feel you. I don't <laughs> get that. Like, it's like that. It's been the same for like hundreds of years now. It seems like they're still making the same style of song. Like, that's not okay. Like, all uh-huh. right, but say you're talking about like. I hate to keep bringing it back to country, but like those 50 year old people who are sitting in the room, yeah. they're in charge of that. They yeah. know the formula. Yeah. And not With only musicals, that. there's definitely like an Illuminati of theater. 
Probably. Like there's an Illuminati at theater yeah. where it's like we're not gonna let like Ghostface Killer write a fucking musical even yeah. though he can make an album that's an incredible story. Uh like that would be an incredible musical, but it's like no it one has to it fit would. these certain I think about it all the time. Like how would that how would that work? What would it sound like if like you actually modernize it? Because the thing is like the time that they tried to modernize it. Um, that I could tell is um, the show Hamilton. But that sucked. But it, to us, it sucked. <laughs> to us, it was terrible because the style of music was dated like 30 years. But to the people who watched it, it was fucking mind-blowing. And it was like one of the highest-selling shows of all time. Yeah. And I, my theory, not that I would know, is that like, you know, give people like like a modern uh, updated version of theater shit i'd go what if fucking what if fucking ill artists were on broadway for a month like whoever your favorite artist if it was fucking um rihanna and danny brown were like were like in this musical and it wasn't fucking songs that sound like glee it was like songs that sound like them yeah you know with a cool story and like see that's something that is missing then like that's like yeah. a hole that does need to be filled yeah that's what i think about all the time because like uh are you the person to fill that hole i don't know i'm the person <laughs> to uh, think about it sometimes <laughs> and be like this would, that shit would be really cool the thing is like um it's about right what you're willing to spend your time on and mm. i feel like whoever's gonna do that that's gonna be their whole life and so yeah. i would volunteer to do it but i wouldn't volunteer to do it for my whole life and career isn't that crazy the realization you have to come to that like this sounds so dumb but it really is a realization everyone has to come to that like whatever you get you really do have to do yeah like you just have to do it even if it sucks and then like it Wait, happens what do you mean by that like you just have to start and then never finish and it will work out yeah never stop like that's like, like when I started this shit, it was just to hold myself accountable because I was so depressed after fucking when quarantine hit. But then I got to on my fucking eleventh episode, crazily I got to announce a DJ Muggs album, and then I was like, oh, I really like like doing the. I loved rap. My dad took me to see Wu Tang Clan when I was twelve. I was like, I love this rap cool. shit. And then it just started grow. I just did it like I had no plan. But then it, I just did it, and then it works out. But if you don't ever do it, then it's never going to work out. For sure. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. I don't know. Like, Let's do you remember the quitting. moment you took yourself seriously making music? Yeah. When was it? <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> I felt like for just a second, I felt like I was on a bad day where I'm like, oh no, I have to talk this no, all the time. No, <laughs> no I, I do. Um, but it wasn't like um, that dramatic, I don't think. Uh, it was basically when I dropped out of college. I was like, uh, I don't know. I was just, uh, I was making beats and I realized that... Um, uh, creating music um, was like the most engaging thing for my brain and I wanted to do it all the time um, 
And uh, that's when I was like, shit, I'll just, I'll do it. And uh, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, for someone with ADHD, I just felt like, oh, I found the thing that I'm not going to get bored of in like next mm. month. Or Were whatever. you like a lazy kid? Was I lazy? Um, or like unmo- lazy. or unmotivated? Unmotivated for sure. I was the same way. Yeah, as a teenager, uh, like pothead, um, trying to party, um, do that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah. But you're motivated with music. That's the whole point. I'm like trying to make is like I was told I was like a lazy kid, (laughs) an unmotivated kid. Yeah. But when I do something I love. I'm like the lead, I'm the hardest worker. Right. You know, right, right, right. Like, same. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Just like that. And so that's why I was like in college at Fitchburg State. Shout out Fitchburg. Not out shout out Fitchburg State, but shout out Fitchburg because that's where I live. All right. <laughs> shout out to either one that you choose. <laughs> um, I had my first kiss at Fitchburg State. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was a good <laughs> Tell you and then I'll tell you that story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I just got to college. I realized within like the first month, like, sh- dang, I'm, like I'm really just here to party. And every time I try to read these textbooks, like I fall asleep. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. And like, not, not only that, but I'm just like spending all day, like making beats and stuff. And <laughs> what did you go to school for? Um, graphic design. Uh, I wanted to be a shoe designer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was good at it. I was good at, I was getting A's in all my in all the art classes, but I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get through history, English, math, all that shit that just makes me go to sleep." I don't have the motivation to get through it. Um, I cannot fucking read these textbooks at all, and so I was like, "All right, like, you know, just have fun for the rest of the semester, and <laughs> <laughs> go get a job, move to Boston." What's your wildest story at Fitchburg State? Um, I don't know. Nothing crazy. I got robbed trying to sell kids weed at a party once. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is like sounds like a very Fitchburg yeah, thing. Yeah, sounds like a Fitchburg state. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that shit sucked. At, um, at a party. At a party. And then you just have to like go to class the next day, and he's yeah. like sitting next broke. to you in math. Yeah, broke. <laughs> <laughs> you're broke and the dude who robbed you is your she's cheating nah, off your test. Those kids were not students, bro. <laughs> nah. That's why I fucked up. That is why you if fucked. it were, if it was the frat kids, we would have been good. But you know, I was under the influence of whatever it was at the time and um I made that poor decision. Yeah, I took that L. <laughs> I saw Mac Miller when he was like seventeen years old at Fitchburg State. What was he doing there? Oh, performing. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid, bro. I was like, what was he doing? He went there? No, he had a concert. There was like 75 people bro, there. I feel like he w- if he went to college, he he might go to a place like Fitchburg. Oh, 100%. My mom had to bring me because I was like 13 years old. Oh, really? You couldn't yeah. get in by yourself? Yeah. So my Where mom- Where was it? In the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I went to a poetry slam there once. <laughs> That's not as cool as Mac Miller. I'm not going to lie. No. Although, I don't know, because Mac Miller got way cooler 
in later years. His yeah. early, early shit was cool. And then it oh, got right. like I right. I don't know I don't know too much about it. Whatever. <laughs> his, his older shit like was amazing though. Yeah. Wait, no. His later shit. Later shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I meant him older. Cause when I first heard of him, I was like, oh my god. This hell no. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but as the years went on, I was like, dang, okay, okay. But he was making super pop end, music. I feel like you would have enjoyed it. It's funny that I, think I at enjoyed that time that. I didn't want to hear that. Mm, there's you know, too many of that like i was just like a different person you know i was trying to, i was listening to um what i like back then 2009 gucci man mm. and so it was like radically different really yeah for sure not even close were you to the, the same, same type of stuff. person um i've grown a lot since then did you look the same pretty much yeah different haircut uh, but yeah, I was wearing uh, I was wearing baggy, baggy tees and baggy <laughs> jeans. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. The style has circled around, back around since then. <laughs> All right. Do you not listen to that shit now? A Gucci Man? Yeah. Or like, not really. More aggressive but, rap, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I have not been listening to rap for the last uh year or two. Um. I'm very interested in like uh, innovation in music and when it gets kind of when it gets into a rut or kind of slows down I start to lose interest and I'll move to something else Um, and then when it gets good again I'll come back around Um, not that there's nothing good going on of course but um, so yeah I haven't really been listening to rap uh, lately Uh, I a couple of years ago, I fucking loved Drill. Um, 2018. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is incredible. It's No one's ever made music like this before. They're, they're doing a whole new wave. They got like their own marketing schemes, like the way that they're getting on uh, Facebook Live and talking shit to each other. Like they had like a whole new wave of, of young artists, but like... Um, as the years went on, it kind of got to become like a normal thing. And um, I don't see too much of people like pushing it forward, except I guess um, the Philly and New Jersey stuff. That stuff's pretty exciting. Yeah, me. like the Subject 5 and like... Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Subject's yeah. doing some of that. Yeah, like all the... I just want to rock. I just want to rock. I like this. Oh, that new Uzi song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cra- mm-hmm. Pete, it, he, it's dope that he released the best song in his career like this late. Is that oh, by what metric? Like or your opinion or In my opinion, oh. that he stays consistent. I think a lot of people look at rappers in the moment like that and think they're not going to stay consistent, and I like when they do. Exo Tour Life is his best song, no? I mean, that's a pretty great song. I feel like that's the one everyone will still play. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. You know what I mean, though? When they have, like, not a comeback, but when it's like, no, I can still make great music. I can still make the best song. Literally, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a great feeling. For sure. Do you, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of your beats are, like, drill-inspired. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, so... Do you feel like that's pushing it forward, what, like, you're doing? No, because not, not too much people are really listening. Um, I mean, like, what I... Yeah, what I try to do is, like, push whatever's modern, like, into the future, still have it be relatable enough for people to actually like it, um, but, like, try new things at the same time. But just because you said it's funny because you're like, not that many people are... Li- that doesn't mean it's still not pushing the boundary. You ever wake up and have one of those days that you just wish there was someone there to talk to or a way to just figure something out that you can't in your life? And unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual like that. But there are things to help you out, like better help. BetterHelp has therapists that are trained to help you figure out your challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has helped 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, accessible anywhere, and 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. It's there, right for you, right there. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash bucked up. That's BetterHelp, E-H-E-L-P dot com slash bucked up, B-U-C-K-E-D-U-P. Make sure to get the help that you need with better help. Let's get back into it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I. That's why I like it is because I'm like, this is something I've never heard before. I don't ever think about music in terms of like who else is listening to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about it, how it makes me feel. And when I listen to your music, it makes me feel good. So I'm going to listen to more of yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I guess when I make them, uh, I'll be thinking like, oh man, like if people heard this, it could push the boundaries of like, mm. of, of like what is accepted as whatever style of music. Um, but so far that hasn't happened to a, um, to a big enough level yet where I feel like you were saying you had a cooking TikTok too is the cooking or the music but is the cooking do you incorporate your music into it like I see on Instagram or yeah I mean cooking is um, probably my number one hobby and uh, do you have more followers on the cooking TikTok way more way more yeah like tenfold yeah, for sure. Um, That's so funny. I had no idea. The thing is... But uh, he does... Lo- he, all the food he posts on Instagram does look amazing. I can really cook. I can really cook. I can uh, cook trust good. me. One day I do want some of your food. I got I just, some leftovers. If you I ate steak, some tortellini before I came steak, here. caramelized <laughs> onions. Like, Anyway. Yeah, I... Uh, I made the cooking TikTok 
because a couple of years ago I was like, oh yeah, TikTok, this is lit. Like everyone's going to be here. Um, I should make some TikToks. I tried to make some TikToks. Um, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, I was trying to promote my music on Instagram or whatever. And something I was noticing about Instagram was like, whenever I would post um, a picture of my outfit or whatever, mad people like fire, 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 liking it, everything. And then as soon as I would post um, a song, crickets like and um i was like okay that's a pattern um so either my music really sucks um or like you know instagram's just not gonna push it through when you're like out now or when you're like this is my new song or like whatever because they they get bread from that you know um so i was like i gotta find out a way to make content um to make people hear my music without asking them to, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, let me, let me make some cooking videos. Like I watch cooking videos all the time on YouTube. I got a really good cooking video algorithm that I like. I <laughs> See, I got a cute dog and cute baby animal algorithm. Okay. Literally all my for you page yeah. is literally that's like, my like gr- that's like my girls. See, I, I feel like it should she shows be me like that stuff all the time. I'll have to I want to prove it to you so you so the audience knows yeah. I'm not lying. Yeah. I got like a, a ethnic food algorithm. Look, it's literally just <laughs> animal. Wow. <laughs> this is severe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Couple of thirst straps in there. No, uh, <laughs> hey, don't don't sell me out on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. Um, so so that's when I, I started making um, cooking videos, and I was making cooking videos like whatever I make for dinner. I would just have my girl like, "Can you record me? I'm making this," and I would post it and um, put my beats or my songs in the background, like as background music. And one day I made a dish. Um, I can't remember, maybe Lucipi. The point is, it was Polynesian food, like from my dad's country. And um, we put the, I think we put the hashtags of like Tongan food, Polynesian food, stuff like that. And it went up like, y- you know, like a hundred times more than like any of the other um, posts. And very quickly realized like all the people liking this shit, commenting on the shit, following it, they're all Polynesian. Um, so maybe that's a niche. Um, so, uh, we're like, let's just do that. Um, so I started making just all Polynesian food on that channel and, um, it, it's been going pretty well. And, um, for like, for every thousand views, I get like a conversion. Like they'll come over to Instagram and they'll go on to YouTube and they'll go on to Spotify or wherever they go. That's dope. Yeah. You have a best dish you cook? Uh, steak, probably. Um, steak, steak is my favorite. Um, man, what do I always make? Steak is a big thing for me. Uh, what type of cut? My favorite lately is New York. It's always been ribeye, but um, as I started to eat more of it, it became I, it became like too much for me. And I was like, ribeye has got less of the fat, still got good flavor, still can be tender. 
just has a little gristle on it sometimes, which is kind of annoying, but like. Yeah. Do you have a life. best meal you've ever had in your whole life? Uh, I don't know about that, but recently, uh, recently, my girl and I wrote out our top 10 foods, favorite foods list. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Let's hear some of it. All right. I got it in my notes, actually. Hold on a second. I do have one dish in my mind, like one meal in my mind that I will never forget. And I think that's my favorite dish. Go on. It was in Edinburgh in Scotland. And I don't even know the name of the restaurant. I have it in my phone somewhere. And someday I'll look it up. But it was um, a squid ink sack stuffed with lamb. It was cr- it was in this tiny, probably the size of this Wait, room. How big is a squid ink sack? When it's it's like, how is that possible? Maybe it's not. okay. It was like an appetizer. It was the app. Yeah. I don't even remember what my entree was. Stuffed with what? Lamb. It was like lamb oh, and yeah. veggies. Is and that kind of like an updated haggis? Kinda, but it's something about that dish. I don't know why. It was just like that is mind blowing to me. I've, I've had, had like yeah, cow brain uh, in France was pretty amazing. Yeah, the my best. Uh, it's happened to me maybe like between five and ten times where I eat a new food, and it feels like a transportative experience. Like I feel like I'm inside the culture where this food comes from yes and it's happened a couple times and it's like the most magical thing ever it happened the first time i ate korean tofu soup it happened the first time i ate uh peruvian ceviche it happened uh i had goat head soup from like an ethiopian restaurant yeah a tiny and lol they yeah. just brought it to my dad and me and that was that same Essential. thing it was like yeah yeah, yeah was, i don't I know i don't get people who don't who see few food as just fuel like, you don't give a fuck about uh, I don't it. Know. I think, you know, everyone has their own experiences, I think, because because all the people I know who've had um, whatever, I forget, food anxiety or whatever, where, like, they can only eat, like, five foods, usually French fries, pizza, chicken, chicken fingers. fingers. Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they all, they all have some sort of trauma from their childhood up where, like, it's triggered, and then they, like, I don't know. They stick to something. No, forever. you're right. Um, but it's just all right. But if it's not like that, I think about like people who don't enjoy music. It's like there's some people who like I just get so much joy from certain things that it's crazy to me that others don't. My girl doesn't listen to music. She don't even care for it. It's funny. Do you like that? I'm indifferent. I mean, like, what's that got to do with me? You know, like. I don't know. That's no, not, I feel you. That's like, not why I love her. No, that's how I feel. Like my girl doesn't like, like it knows has no idea who like West Side Gun is. Even though that's like such an inspirational yeah. person in my life, he was just yeah. on the podcast. Like yeah. when I had him on the podcast, that literally was a dream of mine. Like that was like, yeah, you know. That's but awesome. it's like she doesn't know who that is, and I kind of like that too. Yeah, it's cool because it's like, I don't know. Um, she's only objective about. You know, because I've had girls go on dates with me knowing they like, oh, maybe I can meet this person. Uh, It's like, what? That's for real? For real, for real. Dang. I hooked up with a girl and she asked me to share her music afterwards. Yeah, I mean. And I was like, damn, like you just like. Yeah, people talk um, about like girls from the scene, like 
all the time, but I I don't know any women who moved that way. Like, sorry, uh, women. I, when you ask me to share your music, I'm not calling you. A, <laughs> no, women. Woman is the proper term. Oh, why? What did you say? Girl. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I felt bad when you said it because it is the proper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying like. Mm, there is no woman in my life that like is shady and shysty like the way that like oh, these stories that I that I hear and I'm like I don't even know where you're meeting these types of people. They're like, not good. I, no, it's like I it's don't know stupid. It's stupid. What do they say? You they say you're the like want to go like want to go on a date with you because like they heard you know some certain person. Like I've never met a person like that. Oh in my yeah, life. yeah. That's Dude, why you dudes, don't. Probably, that's actually. why I never answer. Rappers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> the dick off and shit for that. Oh my god. I sure. hate bringing but, people but that's just around. Like, that, that's just like basic networking with the with the with the girls thing. They like dangling romance in front of you. That's, that's what I mean. That's, I have dealt with that. Creepy. I know firsthand. I'm sorry to hear that. But with the dudes, it is. I've brought people around, and you're like, you're acting so wrong in this situation. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Like, mm. like, what do you mean? Like, they're a different person. Yeah, or they just want to be like, like I'm the most center. I'm an only child. I'm the most center of attention person mm. in the world. But if I'm in certain rooms, I know when to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like some people don't know when to shut the fuck up. That's annoying. You can't bring that type of person around. I feel like I don't. I try not to. If I bring anyone anywhere, like I feel like I already trust them. One have, yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise I, I just I'm not gonna invite just anybody to go wherever. And I only wanna hang with people who have something going on in their life. Uh I'm not too picky about that. I don't mean like being <laughs> success in an art, but I mean just they're not stagnant and like Yeah, I can yeah, I hear what you're saying. I make exception. No, I got you. I have sad friends that I'm not gonna <laughs> kick out to kick to the curb because they're sad. But what do they say? All right, they say you're the culmination of the five people you spend the most time with. That yeah. Like yeah, I want to spend time that. with people who are motivated. Yeah, I gotta find a rich friend. <laughs> that's what i've been thinking about all the time start hanging out like, with rich bro, people I get, that's what i think about all the time like damn none of my friends are rich how am i gonna become rich <laughs> i don't know how do you do that how do you become rich how do you that's why that's why it's a glass ceiling because we're all rich trying to get rich no one knows how yeah that was it's funny kevin hart talks a lot about that did, did about you have like, an answer? Like financial literacy, that no one really knows financial literacy. Yeah. And I think it's true, and the more I learn about it, uh. the more I'm like, oh. It's like the, it's that's where the Illuminati is. It's mm. not like people controlling everything, but it's like the Illuminati in theater. It's like people think they have to hold on to this information so bad that they don't want you, like... If you go out to find it on your own, you can get it. But I'm not going to give it to you. Um, I've seen it. Uh, my girl's family is pretty wealthy. And uh, she sees money way different than I do. So, And I've been broke always. And um, I've been trying to learn. I've been, I try to learn from her because, like, I can tell, like, uh, being around her, like, 
she's destined to be rich always. And I think like she's learned, she's learned from her parents, like how to do that. And I never did. And I'd be trying to learn, but I, I start to feel like, I don't know. I don't know if like, cause it's not like a lesson that they taught their, their kid, you know, it's just like, they just like learned it from being around it. Well, it's like you are a culmination of everything that's ever happened to you. That's all a human is. Yeah. It's like every experience you ever had. So if you have all these experiences with this knowledge, even if it's not being taught to you, right. you're going to get it. Right. But that's the culmination of the people around you is if you start spending time or just doing it. Like, like I'm bad at saving money. Yeah. But like, Same. all right, I should just put it aside. Uh-huh. Like my wealthiest friends just have like a vault that they put cash in and they never touch. They really? act like it's never there. And it's like, damn, you're right, because I'm going to use my credit card. Mm. I'll put something on my credit card. But if I'm using cash or keeping cash away, then it's like, mm. all right, I'm starting to build, and then I can invest that back. Yeah, so far, I don't know. I don't know much about how to get rich. It's hard. But it's hard, like, learning how to build this into a business. Mm. Like, I'm learning about setting this up as an LLC so I can write all my travel up. Yeah. But oh. It's, That'd be cool. It would be cool, but it's like, all right, that's a whole other vault of knowledge you need to know. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a hard process? 100. I mean, the actual setting up isn't, but, like, the knowledge is. Yeah, how to do it and stuff. How to, yeah, like, all right. How to move once you've done it. That's how I feel about music. That's why I love talking to people who make music, because literally in my mind, it doesn't make sense. What part of it? Everything. Like, making music. Like, it just, it's like magic to me. It is, though. I like, think there's a lot of guessing involved. You just, um, the way I figured out how to do it was just uh, trying to do it and just being bad at it. Um, and then not stopping for some reason, you know? And then at some point, it starts to get good. Yeah. Isn't that the answer to it all, though? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, it's so simple. Yeah, I'm but about that, to start saving my money, bro. <laughs> it's yeah, true, it though. Like, yeah. But uh, it's like, it is magic to me. Like, you were playing me that song, and you were like, this is the record time. I ever, I wrote the song in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't think I'm going to use it because it's too slow. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, that song's incredible. Like, mm-hmm. how could you... Like, my mind just doesn't work that way. Like, to you, that's something you're like, eh, I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. It's a lot of songs. I think, um, especially people who make digital songs, we all make a shitload of songs. Like, probably thousands, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I maybe We probably don't hold them as near and dear as someone who maybe had to play it out on a guitar you know, all the way through. And then, like, by the time they record it, they got to play it in one take yeah. or whatever. How many songs do you think make it versus don't make it? What like, do you how mean? many completed songs do you have that, like, won't be released? Um, Like a percentage-wise? Yeah. Uh, Probably, like, uh, 97%. Because you release. don't have a crazy amount of music out. Nah, not a crazy amount, but some, probably like uh, 30 songs on Spotify and maybe 50 on SoundCloud, but maybe some of those coincide with each other. What's the switching up to, or maybe I don't, I just don't know about like the, 
Maka 3.0 uh-huh. versus like uh-huh. Maka Ocean Oceania. Uh, yeah, that's why I changed it. Because people couldn't pronounce it. Because yeah, like because I because yeah, you can't you can't say it to the next person without it being a whole thing. Oceania. I th- that's what I knew it was, but I'm looking at your face and I didn't want to fuck it up to your it's face. It's not a <laughs> no, but that that was the problem with it. It's not a word that we use here. And so well, who gives a fuck? I do because like because my goal is to make it as easy for you to communicate to the next person as possible. Mm, okay. Um so that's why I really changed it. Um because you know, it's been years of me of people being like, "Oh, what's your name on Spotify?" Maka Oceania. What Maka Oceania? What Maka Ocean Ocean I A Ocean um Ocean yeah. It's just that every and I've had that conversation, you know, hundreds of times and I'm like this is stupid. It's not helping me, you know? Yeah. I thought it was cute because I'm from Tonga and Oceania is like the updated name for the continent of Australia and I wanted to be representative of that region of the world, you know? In my music. Um, and so that's why I did that. Um, and I liked how the word looks. I think it looks really cool. But, you know, it's not serving me to, like, confuse people with that shit. Where so, did 3.0 come? It's my third name. <laughs> it's honestly kind of random. What was your first name? 3.0 is just, like, it's easy. You know what the fuck. When, you, when someone says 3.0... You don't mistake. What did you say? What is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. First name was just Maka. And then I started putting out my, my music on Spotify, and I was the 15th Maka. And there's this one dude from South America who's fucking ill. He's so good. And I was like, bro, like, I don't know how I'm going to take this spot from him, like, in the short term. And I also don't know... That I even want to. Like, he's, he's, oh, he's doing his thing. Yeah. He had it. He's got it, you know? So I stopped doing that. Um, put the Oceania at the end of my name to make it unique. Rocked with that for a couple of years. Got sick of it. Now 3.0. Third time's a charm. I fell off <laughs> twice. I'm Are back. you going to keep this? I don't know. would you ever go back if you hit a certain level of success i would love to be just maka yeah just maka not maka oceania yeah yeah because oceania only came to you know to uh distinguish between like me and someone else yeah okay you know and now 3.0 my friends call me maka that's where the name comes from it's my last name yeah i might that's what my friends call me that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. You got to you gotta represent your name. Yeah. People always ask me if I have a stage name. I'm like, no. That's my fucking name, Sam Buck. Yeah. Jamie Maka. It's, J- it's James, but... James. My girl calls <laughs> does me anyone, Well, my... Um, does anyone call you your name? My mom's English, right? And I think uh, in England, it's, a, it's more common to shorten James to... Or Jamie. Mm. Whereas here in America, we shorten it to what? Jim? Jimmy? Yeah. You don't look like a Jim. Yeah, I don't feel like a Jim. 
<laughs> Imagine. Um, but so I, that's, that's why I became Jamie because my mom's been calling me Jamie since I was a baby. You know, but everyone call you Maka. My friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were talking about the 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 rich thing, the like being around, experiencing and shit. But I feel like you're rich in experiences, which a lot of other sure. people lack. For sure. Like you for were talking sure. about, I've like growing some, up, moving around, yeah. like. I've seen, um, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of things that people will never see. Um, I, uh, I spent summers hanging out with billionaires before. I've spent summers hanging out with people who live, they ain't got a floor in their house. It's a dirt floor. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, I think, uh. I feel so lucky to have that range of perspective. And it's something that I tried to, it's something that I tried to explain through my art. Um, you know how like people say like, it's a small world. Um, I want to, I want people to realize like it's a big world because most people's world is small, like to their city or to their state or even to their country. And there's so there's so many other sides of the story, you know, than just than just that which you're familiar with, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I love that so much. You know, you could spend the whole your whole life learning new things about people in the world that you never thought of before. Yeah. And um yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to give to people with my art is just like a perspective, you know. What's the most fulfilling place you've been? Tonga, for sure. Cuz I don't know, just like um cultural roots. Yeah, it gave me like identity living there, you know living there with my family, going to school, going to church, like learning about that made me a a totally new person, especially during formative years, being like 10 years old or whatever. Um, because, fuck man, if you ever grow up in America and then you go to a third world country to live, Shit is, the shit is different, dude. Like, I, I took my girl there a couple years ago. She damn near had a fucking breakdown when we first got there because shit was not the same. Like, like they're, they're, they're lacking a lot of shit in different places in the world. And, they, you know, they got to make do. And um, it's, important to, it's important to know about that, I think. Yeah. You know? Get different experiences. For sure. Some people never leave their circle. Like they, sure. You're talking about like I'm the saying city, most people like, never do. Never. They want to stay in that comfort bubble. I mean, even if, say, okay, say even if I grew up here in Somerville and um, I went on an exchange program in high school and I went to Chile and then, and then um, I took a little gap year and I backpacked through Europe. And then, and then like every year, like I travel like once a year to like some country and shit. That's not even, you're not even seeing that much. It's not even that much of an experience. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I think about the countries I've been. Canada, Spain, Scotland, Ireland, England, France. That's yeah. not that much. Most of those are fucking the same. You know, like, so, like so many of those experiences are just catered to our palate and like what we're used to, you know? People don't like being uncomfortable. Fuck no. Why and why would you want to on vacation? You're trying to chill out. Yeah, but isn't that I what bro but why would you want to be uncomfortable with light like being uncomfortable is the only way to grow. Yeah. Like being uncomfortable. And because it's like inevitable. Like, Who wants to... <laughs> I don't... That's what I mean about... when Before when I was like, I don't hang with certain people. Like people who don't have shit going on. I don't hang... I don't want to hang with people who are content with just where they are that they don't want to explore they want they don't want to they don't have to be following art but expanding your mind expanding your body expanding your energy expanding anything like you really want to sit for the next 40 years doing nothing well i don't want to live like that but i find satisfaction in visiting with those types of people like uh I don't know. Yeah, I I like that. I like I like going to hang out with people who are comfortable and all set up in their castle and like have their whole routine set up and everything like that. Um it feels safe. It feels comfortable, you know? Yeah, maybe I just get and It's scared nice to experience that too. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm just scared of it. Cuz I know that I can never do that. I want to be a successful, successful in my field. Mm-hmm. Anyone isn't comfortable. Yeah, but how could you not appreciate it? Like, I can't appreciate it. I'm just saying. I take back what I say, the, and it, I'm saying I'm saying that because I'm scared of it. The pros, really. I mean, the pros of being a normal person definitely outweigh the cons. But I'm not a normal person. I've worked real jobs. I've made good money. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, not a normal person. neither am I. And, like, you know, if I did that, I wouldn't be happy. But, like, for the majority of people, that is that is enough. And it's beautiful, too. Like, Yeah, know? they don't need the validation. Hell no. Success is trauma-based validation. I feel like if you... If you <laughs> <laughs> He's triggered by trauma. I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough attention when I was little, so I got to express myself. Man. Maybe, maybe. No, I'm not gonna lie. I got a lot of attention. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, me too. I was an only child. I like. Maybe that's what it is. We're just we just need attention. Yeah, it's just, funny you mentioned church in Tonga twice. Yeah, that was important. Like. In the culture, it was, well, a, it was a yeah, good experience. It, it was a good experience for you. It no, was. it was actually very important. I mean, it was the first time I started singing for real. Uh, they would they would give me like solos and stuff at church. I think it's because of like what I look like. I look different, you know. Um, Did you always have that voice? Your voice. I always had my. Were you a naturally good singer? I think so, but it's hard to tell. Um, I think so. I think I could always sing. and um, But the church thing is just so important because it has, um, it has informed my direction as a, sing, uh, as, a, 
as a melody writer. Like that's that's where I get my harmonies from. That's where I get my melodies from is from that um formative experience and uh you know there's something that feels really special about those types of harmonies just the other day i was helping this kid write a song um in uh haverhill or something and uh there's like mad people in there they're writing their song it sounded mad nice i was like yeah like what you, you should try this harmony right something that i always do like this is what i would do type shit and he put it on right and as soon as they did that it was just a small harmony that to go along with the hook um this other dude um this other producer in the room was like i don't know what it is about that it sounds mad like caribbean now and um i was just thinking like no, nah, I just it sounds like the islands, like because that's where it, that's where that comes from, you know, like, um, and uh, and I love that. I love that about those type of sounds, and I and I like to use them because I feel like it represents me, even if you can't really tell from looking at me, um, it's there in the music, you know, and it's I, identifiable. That's why I think I was drawn to your music and liked it is because even without hearing your story, I knew you were worldly. Word, let's go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I want to be like that someday. You are that. Not, like. Low key, I am, but like, I want to, I guess I want to be better at it. I want to fly first class. Mm. I only did that once in my whole life. Me too. How was your experience? It was so good. <clears throat> I, I was like, um, yo, you know, it's so weird. I was, <laughs> the weirdest shit about it was I was like sitting next to this rich guy. Hey, he was like European and um who was who was like what are, like they're like, Oh, what do you want for lunch? We got um we got um something and then we got like the uh vegetarian something and he's like, I'll have the vegetarian thing. I don't do that, you know? Oh, I'm a meat person. But yeah. I was like, Oh I'll have the vegetarian just to be like classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not classy to eat meat <laughs> bro, bro, I, just, I was just vibing like that I was like yeah That's like bad. you don't know you oh. don't know how broke I am like I could be rich too um I loved that that was so fire did you I you try you tried it once right what first class yeah uh-huh. bro I never realized you walk into the airport they fucking know your name somehow. They'd be like greeting I, you. They give you a special line. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Like, I didn't even know all this stuff that I was missing. I always wanted to do it, but I didn't even realize how deep all this shit was. Like, I'm th- tall as hell. I just cared about the leg room. Bro, for real. Bro, the dude. Leg how tall room? are you? 6'4. Six, I'm 6'3. Six, six, I'm 6'1 six, and a half. And I fucking. Some seats, like, I, I can't sleep through the whole night. Or I literally, I just flew back from Austin, and I was like, like, this, the, like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I was like okay. <laughs> my knees, thing. my knees were pressed up against it. I hated that shit. Have you noticed that? I feel like I've noticed that my entire life, the seats in the airplanes have been getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You well, ever maybe you're that? just getting bigger. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, see, I, I just blew I your mind. Have the, I didn't even have that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been this tall for a while though. 
<laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. No, I do. I'm sorry. They are dick. smaller, too. I was a dickhead response. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. I'm just being a dickhead. Uh, I apologize. You got me. You got me. Uh, where'd you fly to? First class. Uh, Salt Lake City. Mm. I flew to Vegas. See, yeah, that's that rich people shit. Like the mm. only time I was ever in a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. you know, stars in the ceiling. That's cool. I'm on two grams of mushrooms. That sounds nice. And my, it's my friends. He's rich as hell. So he's driving and I'm in the backseat just tripping like, what, is, what type of life is this? Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, seems crazy. 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 Craziest place you've tripped. Uh... Nowhere crazy. I mean, my favorite place I tripped, which is probably the most unusual. Oh, no, I got a good one, actually. Um, My girl and I went to Amsterdam um, a couple years ago, and they sell mushrooms, truffles, they call them. Um, And uh, we're walking around town. In big cities, I get a lot of anxiety. And um, I was like, there is no way I would want to trip here because it's like the people are angry. They hate the tourists because the, the type of tourists that go to Amsterdam are shit bags that want to fuck prostitutes or want to get high all the time. And for all the, all the scumbags in Europe, it's like a fucking, I don't know, $50 trip or something. You go with your boys for the weekend. You're all 19. Yeah. They go there and cause problems. Your dirty little dick sucked by a dirty Amsterdam prostitute. I think, no, I think them girls take care of themselves. They got like insurance and everything. (laughs) I got 401k on this pussy. Yeah. They take that shit seriously. Yeah. My asshole's got an IRA. It should be, as it should be. It should be more organized. 100%. But um, again, I'm just being an asshole. (laughs) No, uh, my girl found this. she works with artists. She's all into art, uh, you know, mostly uh, painting and stuff. Yeah. Um, and she researched and found that there was a national park two hours outside of Amsterdam by train and then bus that inside the national park has um, the biggest uh, sculpture park in the Netherlands, Holland or whatever. And then inside the sculpture park, there's also an um, actual museum with like famous artists, Van Goghs and, oh, wow. and stuff like that. And so we're like, yo, we should take those uh, mushrooms and take a trip out there. You know what I mean? So we did that. The truffles, they're different. They're like grown different. They're like a different species of thing. So we're taking them uh, on the train thinking like we got like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours before it's smacking us. We take it when we get off the train while we're waiting for the bus. Them shit's kicked in in like 10 minutes. Oh, no. And so now we're like trying to figure out how to get to the bus. <laughs> in like in this random place. In this random place, it was so weird. Um, I stopped at the lady uh, who was selling like drinks and stuff at the train station. Like, let me get a drink. Her, she was like singing everything she was saying. <laughs> It was freaking me out. I was like, is this because I couldn't tell if it was because I was tripping. That was the only problem. That like, happens every time you trip, the universe throws you shit. That <laughs> if is it's like... because I'm tripping, that's fine. And if it's not, that's also fine. But the fact that I can't tell which it is, yeah. that was fucking me up in a good way. But anyway, she's like, that will be 
10 euro and 30. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and also, because we didn't even realize we were coming up because it only been a few minutes. I'm like, what is going on, bro? Anyways, we get into the national park and the entrance of the national park, it's like a fucking huge um, parking lot of free bicycles. Everyone hop on a bicycle and then you ride into the national park, you can ride up to the museum, you can ride around the sculptures and shit. It was amazing. And you can ride around the national park. There's like That weird. does sound amazing. It was I like, never wanted to go to Amsterdam, but I want to go just for that. Bro, Amsterdam gave me anxiety, dog. Like the people are so mad that fucking you can't walk in the bike lanes, they'll like hit you and shit. Like, <laughs> bro, they fucking hate us. They don't want you to be there. It's beautiful though. Yeah. What's the most beautiful place you've seen? Like your most beautiful memory? Uh Tonga, when I was ten years old with my dad. Uh, we went to a small island uh, called Ofu. That's where um, his dad was from. And uh, it's like a small island, like a, a mile around. And I think there's like 200 people or something that live there. It's the most beautiful place. I fucking love it so much. It's in one of my music videos. We went there a couple of years ago. And shot there because I was like, bro, if we're going to Tonga, we have to go here because people got to see this place. It's it's the most special place to me, especially because it has, um, you know, sentimental meanings. Um, but anyways, we were staying there and um, we hopped on a boat and we went spearfishing, um, just me and my dad. And we went, um, he took me out probably like uh half an hour or 45 minutes out into the ocean to a place so far out into the ocean that you can't see land anywhere around. Um, but because of the way that the reefs are built there, um, you could hop out of the boat and stand up in some places. Wow. That was like, that was like a, some type of video game scene to me. Um, that shit was just so wild. We went spearfishing. I caught nothing. I didn't even come close to catching anything. But he caught he caught shit. He was nice with it. Um, with a spear? Yeah, so it's like a spear. It's like a long plastic uh, stick. And the end, it has three prong sharp spikes on it. And on the other side, there's like a... Uh, I don't know what you call it. Like the that type of rubber thing that you use to like tie yourself off yeah uh-huh like that whatever that is like in a loop so you put it around your wrist and then you like uh you put it around your wrist and then you stretch it and like hold up the spear and then when you let it go it shoots out oh wow that's crazy like a spear gun but it's like yeah a spear what's like that a, hood a one. slingshot yeah yeah like a caveman um spear you know like, we never talked about your 10 favorite dishes. Oh, yeah. I got it right here. <laughs> We've been going over an hour already. Shit. Chilling. Let me know. Word. I want to hear your dishes. Okay. Uh, Top. Well, this is in no particular order, actually. Um, but the first on my list is uh, Korean, barbecue, Korean barbecue kalbi short rib. Okay. Yeah. This is one of my favorite things. Uh, North Shore steak tips. Shout out to North Shore Mass. Do you ever eat that? 
I've never had North Shore specific steak tips. That's it. Where have you had them? Have had steak tips other places. Did you know they only exist in Mass? No. Well, mostly only Mass. Sometimes like a little in New Hampshire and stuff like that. You learn something new every day. Specifically New England food. It's an ethnic food of New England. Wow. It's the whitest Regional Regional cuisine. Who knew steak tips was the whitest food? (laughs) Uh, I mean, is it? North Shore, New Hampshire? Nah. That's like, that's like, that's prime white people country. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it does derive from a a collaboration between the Irish and the Italians. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty white. But I don't think whitest, probably not. What's the whitest food? Uh... Brown rice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sourdough bread. That's hilarious. <laughs> they got some bangers though. White white people got some bangers. Shepherd's pie. Uh yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell fuck yeah. It, but that's white as hell. Shepherd's pie. You know Shepherd's pie is supposed to be made with lamb? Yeah. I love lamb. I don't think I ever made it with lamb. Ground beef? Mm. Yeah. That's a cottage pie. My mom used to always say that. <laughs> That's a cottage pie. Oh, because she has the accent. <laughs> yeah, my brother has it too. Really? Yeah, because we moved so much. He was. It was in just high like school. in the informative years. Yeah, I think my theory about this, because I've seen it happen a couple times, is that the accent locks around sixteen, mm. and you'll never fully lose it. That's my theory. I don't know. All right, keep going on your list. <laughs> Okay, so we got Korean barbecue short rib. We got North Shore steak tips. Uh, specifically, uh, champion steak tips and Peabody. And uh, that's the only one I want to shout out. <laughs> Crab fried rice in Thailand. Ooh. Oh, my God. In Thailand. Yeah, well, anywhere. That's the only but place you mean I've Thai really crab been- fried rice. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Thai style, I guess. Yeah, right. I that's the only place like I could go afford to it. Thailand. <laughs> you got to go to Thailand to eat their seafood because they have a level of freshness that you can't get anywhere else. With a lot of Thai food. food's my favorite. For real? Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Uh, I'll, so I loved a lot of places in Lowell. I lived in Lowell for some time, and there was mm. some amazing. But I heard there's a mad, uh, a really big uh, South Asian community there. Huge, huge. Something like 40% of the city or something. So, like, I loved, like, we'd go all over to get in, like, Laotian food. Mm-hmm. Get in, um, yeah, I've heard about this, but I haven't been in Lowell since. Ooh, go to Simply Khmer. That's the best one. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. I've got some recommendations. I'm going to add to it, though. All right, next. I want right. to hear this list. So, the next one is my newest edition. It just got onto my list uh, maybe last month or so. And I've only had this dish two times, but both times I've just been fucking blown away by it. Uh, it is goat biryani. Goat biryani. Mm. Yeah, Indian food. Um, it's just like the perfect thing, and like I could eat endless amount of it. I don't know. To me, it's so much better than the curry with the rice on the side. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's fucking amazing. I love it so much. The goat... Coats all the rice with its gaminess, dissipates. It's like a perfect dish. Next, Japanese sushi. 
Uh, Specific fish? Oh, I don't know. Probably some type of bream mm -hmm. or maybe uh, some type of snapper. I like those white fish. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I love eel. I know that's not like sushi because it's cooked, but. No, it is. It is. It's official. And if you go to any sushi restaurant in Japan, they got eel. They probably, they might got two kinds of eel. Yeah. The sea eel and the freshwater eel. Um, next on the list is uh, gows and goons. That's um, general gows chicken and crab rangoon. Mm. Goons. You feel me? <laughs> that I feel is also you. some North Shore I feel shit. you. That is, yeah. That, All right. Um, that is some Massachusetts uh, regional. You ever cuisine. go to Gold Bowl in Fitchburg? No. Best. I didn't have best any shitty money. Chinese. I didn't food. have any money when I lived in Fitchburg, especially after I got no. robbed for my weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how much weed you get taken? Like a half ounce, which is like, which was a lot to me at the time. <laughs> no, you know what you. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was you. a lot to me at the time. Like, I'm so. It's great. Yeah. The life is crazy. Um Next, I do remember times in my life where if I lost a half ounce, I'd be so upset. It's everything, yeah. I don't know. I thought you were gonna say half a pound. I was like, that makes no. Yeah, half ounce. No, that would ruin. If I was in college and I lost a half an ounce, I'd be freaking the fuck out. I'm not gonna be, yeah, wilding out like that inside a party with people I never met before. Yeah, you no, wanna, no, no. That's why I was. I was trying you to figure buy out the half stuff. a pound of weed, dude. <laughs> Come in this room. Yeah, bring your boys. Check it out. Uh. All right, gals and goons. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> um, next is uh, Lucipi, which is um, lamb wrapped in taro leaves um, with coconut cream. Mm. And it has to specifically be Cooked in the traditional Tongan way, the umu. Um, a lot of people know it as luau. Um, that's a underground barbecue pit. Um, because when you cook it that way, it develops a smoke flavor that you cannot that you cannot achieve cooking it in the oven. You know, cooking on the stove or anything like that. Um, that's number eight. Number nine is a chicken finger dinner. <laughs> I can't go wrong. Bro, yeah. I'm not stupid, bro. I'm not crazy. Like, yeah, chicken I went to this in. place called Puritan last night in Manchester, uh. and they had coconut chicken tenders. They were, like, breaded mm. in coconut. It was actually really... It wasn't too sweet. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to And you dipped it in that. the duck sauce. I didn't think I was going to like it, but it was amazing. I get it. Coconut shrimp. Coconut chicken fingers. All right. So I, get the, I get the leap. Chicken uh, finger dinner. The last one is kind of a weird dish. It's kalbi jim. Um, kalbi jim, it's, uh, if you don't know, is a uh, stew, a Korean stew made with um, a shitload of short rib. And um, inside they put rice cake, gravy, melted cheese, bunch of veggies and i think maybe noodles too even i'm not sure about that cheese is surprising no they love cheese um ever since we brought it to them during the korean war 
Yeah, something good came from the Korean War. They got yeah. cheese. Well, yeah. Also, South Korea came out of that, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably a good thing. Hyundai's, you know, Samsung. Those are all good things, I think. Although yeah. I've read that they'd be wiling out the people in those families. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, Korean people, um, we brought them a lot of food when we went over there. And there's a lot of theories about Korean fried chicken, which is super popular, that actually the reason Korean people invented Korean fried chicken is because is because they got it from... American soldiers, specifically black American soldiers, um, when they were stationed in Korea, because I guess a lot of a lot of this uh, like new food, um, army stew and like melted cheese on the on other food and fried chicken um, came from army GIs stationed in Korea. They go to Korean restaurants. And they bring their rations, I guess. So, so the rations would be spam, uh, Vienna sausages type shit. Oh wow! Cheese, um, whatever. And they'd be like, "Yo, like, cook this. I don't want to eat your weird Korean shit." <laughs> That's how it's. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. Wild. And then it's stuck. And and one really popular dish in Korea. That's uh, army stew, bude jige, and it's um, it's like it's got sliced up hot dogs in it, <laughs> melted cheese, ramen, all that shit just mixed together. Army stew is what it's, it's called, called. Yeah, it translates to army stew. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's cr- the more you know, you blew my mind. I want, that's I want to like, saying, bro. Yeah. We gotta keep learning. It's so fun. Yeah, what the that hell? is. You could learn a new thing every day and be satisfied with that. You should be. <laughs> yeah. I like that list. My favorite dish of all time, which is so basic, uh, is beef tartare. Oh. No, it's kind of fancy though. That's not basic. But it's like chicken it's finger raw dinner beef. is basic. It's raw beef. No. It's not just raw beef. Because <laughs> no, then you would say it's raw beef. That's my favorite. Like liver king. <laughs> I love yeah, I just go to the grocery store, get a pound of ground beef and start chewing. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that would be gross to me. But no, tartare, I'd be down. Amazing. Yeah. So what's, what's the craziest? We'll end on this. What's the craziest dish you've ever had? Dog. Oh, oh yeah, you said that before. <laughs> Where was that? In Tonga, hanging out oh. with some goons. Do you know what type of dog? <laughs> the neighbor's dog. <laughs> like a golden retriever. I'm just no, kidding. they don't have. <laughs> they don't have brand name <laughs> dogs. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have purebred. They, they don't have the capitalist dogs that we have. No, they, I got see mutts. <laughs> they got mutts and like street dogs and like they like are semi pets. But um, the way it happens a lot over there, which I don't even know if I should say this, but um, when the kids are up to no good, they'll like hunt, they'll hunt one. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, but it's kind of dark. No, it's really dark, but it's funny as hell. Because I just imagine being like, like a parent bringing home a test. I mean, like you got, you got a sixty-eight. I'm killing the dog. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. I'm just. 
No, it's, <laughs> it's like some it's like some demon time shit. Like when when like when you like when they want to be up to no good. But oh, the kids do it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant. No, now, now I get it. <laughs> like I heard you misbehaved in school, so you're watching fucking little boo boo over here get decapitated. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> okay, now I get it. So people be like robbing dogs or like going and like hunting them. They, you know, like I don't know, like you might plot on someone over here, like yo, like let's go rob him or whatever. Like over there, they're like, yeah, like I know, I know where this one dog lives, like. <laughs> Fuck that shit up. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And then uh yeah. So how'd uh, it taste? Honestly, it tasted really good. But the problem was my psychological connection to dogs as a Westerner when I ate it was only the second time in my life that my body was like, no. What was the first time? A century egg. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It tastes like Ammonia. Yeah, I know what that is. What the fuck is? I don't know why. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand that food. I'm not even gonna get into that. But um, but this one, my body was just like, no, you can't. You can't eat this. Like even though it tastes good. Like I put it in my mouth, and <laughs> I was like, oh wow, this is good. I'm chewing it, and I'm chewing it, and I'm chewing it, and I'm like, why can't like why I don't know why why won't it? Why can't I finish this? Yeah. Eventually, I was like, yo, I'm going to be right back. I ran around the house and spat it out because I was like, I don't know. My mind wouldn't let me. I feel you. It's weird. The part of the collar comes out. Tasted, <laughs> tasted good, though. Tasted good. It was a rib. Wow. Slow cooked over a fire. Do you ever have guinea pig? No. That's South American? Yeah. Uh, I think I've yeah. heard of that. Mm-hmm. Asian, too, I think. I'd eat that. I'm I'm down to try whatever. I'm down to try anything. We were talking about horse before. Yep. Yeah, I'd I try horse. horse. I ate my own horse before. Really? Yeah. Uh, either my mom or my dad tied it up too tight when we were living on this farm. Choked to death. God damn. Yeah. We cooked it. Shared it with the village. It was. It tastes good. It tastes <laughs> good. But it sucked because. We had two horses. We was riding them. <laughs> now you got one horse. Yeah. And a couple meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, just mostly just one meal. We could, we didn't have a refrigerator. Uh, so oh, so like, you got to get that shit off quick. That's why you got to share it with everybody. Yeah, Nobody okay. had power out there where we were like, wow, where the farm was. Yeah. How long did you live without power? Um, just for like a year. Like, because that was, um, that was like what they call like in the bush. Like it wasn't like our family home. It was like the family farm type mm. shit. And it was like on a different island. And it's where my dad would grow kava, this drink. I've had kava. You've had it? Yeah, like there's it? a kava bar up in Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah. You like it? I had too much of it the first time and I like fully disassociated. So it was <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, they have kava houses in... Yeah, they have one up in Nashua, New Hampshire, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. I got to try that. I like that stuff. They do shows in there, rap and comedy shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. They do that in Tonga, too, kind of. Every town has, like, a... They'll build, like, a... Basically, like, a shed, maybe with lights. And all the dudes from that village will go sit down in there and drink kava together. 
and I don't know who was telling me this joke, but they just, it's true. At the beginning of the night, you'll hear them all like chilling. They're all singing and shit. They'll be in there all night. By the end of it, they're all fucking knocked, but like not sleeping. Because that's you know? what kava makes yeah. you. Like, <laughs> They're like nodding. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking disassociating. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. I like that stuff, though. i never done a lot of it, though. Yeah, you shouldn't. Okay. They say you shouldn't. I heard it makes you sleep a lot in time, too. Yeah, it does. It's like taking Benadryl. That's one of my favorite drugs. <laughs> I love it so much. Benadryl? <laughs> yeah. That's, I dated that's, a girl who took Benadryl every single night. I heard that can. Um, I told her it wasn't good for that her. can lead to Alzheimer's. I looked up. I looked it up because I was loving it, and I did it for like a week straight. And I was like, "This is so awesome!" You're like, microdosing you Benadryl. No, I was just regular dosing. <laughs> like it was just one Benadryl every night. <laughs> Made my sleep so fucking like I could control. Like I feel like going to sleep soon. Take the pill. I feel myself like you know whatever. Yeah. I loved it so much. And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, it can help you get Alzheimer's. And I was like, all right, let me not do this. That's not good. I still do it sometimes. <laughs> but not more than that, like just like once a month no, or whatever. I feel you. If I want to like switch up my sleep schedule a little bit. I got to drive to New York. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mako Oceania on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not much on Twitter anymore, but definitely on Instagram, Maka Oceania. That's Maka Ocean IA. Maka 3.0. Maka 3.0 on streaming. streaming. Spotify, Maka 3.0. Apple, Maka 3.0. YouTube, Maka 3.0. And then if you want to check me out on TikTok, that's Off White Baby, Off White Baby with two Y's. Or um, if you want to watch my cooking videos, uh, that's Maka Cooking. Those are pretty cool. I just put one out uh, yesterday. Sausage rolls. How to make sausage rolls. I'm going to check that out. You can follow me at Bucked Up Podcast. See me headline Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston, April 28th and 29th. Yeah, and I'm going to go watch that too. Oh, that would be dope as hell. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,